Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast. It's the college admissions podcast for the students, by the students. My name is Michael, and we're continuing with our usual trend of having some guests on for the summer. And to kind of cap the summer off, we have a very, very special guest. So the past couple of episodes, I've had a lot of people on who I've met through Reddit's r slash applying to college subreddit. Great place. Another plug for it, reddit.com slash r slash applying to college. And today I have one of the i'd say one of the most one of the one of the more well-known famous mods of the applying to call it a separate admissions mom welcome to the podcast oh well thank you i'm definitely not famous but um i love being there and it's been a true pleasure to have that separate be part of my life for sure yeah absolutely now thanks for having me (laughs) a lot of people from from the from that are listening to this probably already know the subreddit, probably maybe even came from the subreddit. But in case they haven't, can you tell them a little bit more about what the subreddit is and, and what you think it's, it's there for? Absolutely. So it's a subreddit um, called R, um, R Applying to College. Um, and it's for anyone who's interested in the college admissions process, mostly students who are anywhere between their sophomore and senior year now. We're getting younger and younger. Um, But we're also um, gathering some parents who are interested, and we have a lot of um, interested adults in helping, um, adults who are interested in helping the kids get through the process. So some college admissions professionals, some high school college counselors, some former college counselors, um, and, um, some college consultants like I am, and we're all just kind of there trying to help each other out. We have over 114,000 last time I checked, we might be up to 115,000 members of our community now. Um, and that's people who have joined. We, our stats look like we sometimes have over a million hits a day of people reading wow. and looking. So, um, it's a place where the kids are, and I think the adults who are willing to go there and help um, are recognizing that. Like, this is where the kids are, and this is where, if we want to really be able to help access and help the kids out there who don't necessarily have access, or families who can help them through the process, or maybe they just want support and they do have all that, but they just want additional support, um, that's where they are. And so, it's a really great community. We have our ups and downs, but it's a great community. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reddit, definitely. Yeah. Ups and downs. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> For the most part, it's pretty positive and amazing, really. Yeah. So. I mean, so so I'm only two years out from this. And so when I was applying to college, I definitely used that subreddit a lot. And, you know, I, I probably knew a lot of the information. Um, I, I had a really good college counselor at school um, who kind of walked me through it had very supportive parents about where I wanted to go. But none of the other kids at my school, seniors at my schools were applying to the colleges I was. And so that that's sometimes a very, you know, hard feeling because when you want to complain about this this wacky like essay or, or like for example like U Chicago's wacky supplements, nobody around you knows what you're talking about because they're not applying to those schools. So so that's what I use the subreddit for, really just like to talk to people like me who are applying to schools um, that I was interested in. Yeah, that's great. And and I and you know also kids like you who who do have a good foundation, who have supportive parents, who have um, high school counselors who can help them and who are willing to get on there and give advice also. And there's a lot of those kids who are just sharing what they've learned and what they know with, with kids who don't have it. So it's just kind of a community full of helpers um, and advisors and some memes now and then and, and, and a lot of fun and a lot of stress all balled up into one big place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is it? UC Chicago? UC Chicago and St. Anford um, <laughs> are two of our most popular schools. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's a great place. When I first started on there in 2016, we had 8,000, about 8,000 um, members in the community. And now we've got almost 115. So that's it's been a pretty big growth. And it's uh, still staying the same, staying, you know, very community oriented and very supportive yeah. in, in general. Yeah, well, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this who who have been on the subreddit, but but if, you know, you're, you're a high school senior, you're on there for, you know, your senior year, and maybe you stay on through college, but you're probably not there for the years before, um, unless you're super motivated, which in that case... Yeah, <laughs> yeah we get a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
how describe a little bit of of how the subreddit has changed since you joined i know it's grown right very, it very has much. grown um when i first came on with the first 8000 kids it was a very um it was a, it was a group of very very driven high stress students um mm. mostly aiming for highly highly selective colleges um, and trying to figure out how to do that system. I think you were probably one of those. Um, I don't know about the stress part, but you know, um, pretty stress. Yeah. And, um, what I've seen as we've gotten larger is there, there's definitely still that group of kids. Um, you know, they're, they're the kids who are willing to spend their time talking about college admissions. So it's, it's super interesting to them and they're trying to figure it all out. And so we do have a lot of higher achievers and a lot of stress still, but with, growing, we've really started in, in having a lot of students who are from all over the country and all over the world and who are more open-minded about the colleges that they can look at. I think that the realities of college admissions and the selectivity and how difficult it is now that so many children, so many kids are applying to colleges um, has set in and people are beginning to be a little more, more open-minded. I also see a whole lot more um, emphasis on being supportive and talking each other through um, stress and how to deal with it. And I really love that because that's my thing. So (laughs) that's that's great for me to watch. Well, that's kind of like leads me to my next question, which is that, you know, when I, when I was on there, I was obviously one of those, maybe not obviously, but, but a highly stressed, like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? These essays, oh my goodness. How do you moderate those discussions so they don't get super stressful? Like naturally, there's always really amazing people out there who are good at being supportive, but it's also the internet. It's also Reddit. We're also high schoolers. Right. <laughs> and we don't really know sometimes the best way to do that. So, so what well, do you view your role as a you know, Often the kids will just say, um, they'll tag me. <laughs> you need missions, mom. You need to go talk to this person. And um, so if, if their stress is not being hurtful to others, then just kind of everybody just kind of talks them through it and talks about ways to deal with stress and people share their own ways. As far as a moderator, if, if their stress is showing in ways that's being hurtful to others um, by being mean to others or however, then we delete, remove their messages. But um, as far as dealing with their stress individually, I, I go on and use skills that I've learned for my own life to share with them, you know, about mindfulness and moderate uh, meditation and using a little bit of stoicism and, um, and, and also just kind of really being very honest about the realities of college admissions um, and really making sure that I, I want students to be prepared for the fact that it's very likely things won't go their way. Um, you know, especially if they're only aiming for highly, highly selective colleges and, you know, but that's okay. You know, that it's okay to move forward and, and have hard things in life and be stronger from it. Well, I guess, you know, here's a moment where I, I would love to hear, you know, you know, I, I always hear the word mindfulness a lot nowadays, and, and I've never quite captured what it actually means. So so could you tell us a little bit about what mindfulness is and, and, and maybe why you're so interested in it and applying it to college admissions? Right. Well, so... Right before I, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and kind of into my story that will lead into that. So just before I became, came on the subreddit, I had gone through a major life shift myself. My youngest had gone to college. Um, and so I was empty nesting. Um, at the same time, my mom was really sick and I was taking care of her. And so I had resigned from my job as a college writing professor so that I could have more time to take care of her. And also, um, then within a few months, she died. So like all of a sudden I had like a whole lot of space and a major life shift and transition on my own from being basically a full-time mom slash teacher and caretaker of my own mom to like, Oh, like there's nothing to do right here. I had always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do admissions consulting, college admissions consulting, because I'd been really fascinated by it as my children went through it and found it really interesting. So I decided that I was going to take my time and start the UCLA College Counseling Program um, and start 
kind of accepting real clients. Um, I'd been helping out with family members and friends for a long time, but start taking like real clients. And so I did that and I went to some training and, and at that time I was like, I didn't have many clients and I was really, really looking to give back to the community in some way in honor of my mother, who that was a big part of who she was. Um, and so Joseph, my youngest son recommended that I check out Reddit, never heard of Reddit before, other than knowing (laughs) that he was on it, but I'd never seen it. Um, and so I did, and I found applying to college, and I, and I liked the vibe there, and I liked the other moderators and what they were saying to the kids, and it fit with me. So I just kind of started lurking, and then I realized I could help. Um, at the same time that was happening, I was also, because of my life transition, learning about mindfulness and meditation and incorporating that into my life. So I, I realized that the ways I could help the students on Reddit was by essays, because I'd been a writing teacher and had taught the personal essay for 15 years, um, by college lists, because I'd always loved visiting colleges, and by helping with introducing ways to deal with stress that I was learning for myself at the same time. And so I was just sharing with them what I was learning. So mindfulness is just a matter of paying attention to yourself and, and not just to like what's happening on the outside of you, but it's really paying attention to what's happening in your brain and your body and that connection and how your brain causes stress in your body. You know, like if you're sitting at a stoplight, this is what happens to me. I'm sitting at a stoplight, let my mind wander. I don't really know what my mind wanders, but if I pay attention to my body, I'm going to find my shoulders up by my ears because that's how I show stress. Like I, I hunch up my shoulders. Other people get stomach aches or other weird, but I show stress by bringing my shoulders up to my ears. And invariably, if I stop for a second at a stoplight and go, oh, where are my shoulders? They're going to be up by my ears and I'm going to bring them down. And then I have to think about like, what was I thinking about right then that caused that to happen? And it's usually like, oh my God, is anybody going to come to my book launch party right now? Or is anybody ever <laughs> going to sign up for my app? You know, or just like whatever it is, I'm not even aware that that's where my brain has gone. So it's just really taking time to be aware of your thoughts and that because your stress is coming from your brain. It's coming from your thoughts and developing an awareness of your thoughts is not the same thing as controlling them and it's not the same thing as making them go away. It's just developing an awareness and the effects they have on your body. And once you see where your brain is going, where you don't even know necessarily, that helps you get a a hold of it. So with the kids, my goal is for them, and and this is going to help their applications in so many ways. Not only will it help with their stress. Um, and dealing with the anxiety of the process, but it'll help them to get in touch with what they're thinking about and what's going on in their heads. And then they can use that throughout their application, you know, in their essays and as they're talking to their parents and in their interviews and just really being in touch with your thoughts is going to make you a stronger applicant. And most importantly, make the, make the process less stressful. It's always going to be stressful. You know, life is stressful. I mean, you're, it's not like we're going to take away the stress. Um, but make you be able to deal with the stress, ride the waves of the stress as they come and go instead of being, you know, dunked under and drowning and then eaten by a shark. So, you know, <laughs> um, so that's it. Now, meditation is a different matter. Meditation, I feel like taking five or ten minutes, ideally more, but I can only do five or ten minutes a day, so I can't, you know, say that anybody else should be doing more. Um when I do do more, there are much more, there are many more benefits, but taking those five or 10 minutes just to settle down and just like sit and be, it doesn't even have to be meditating in, in, in like what you might think of just sitting and being and putting your phone away, turning off the television, being by yourself somewhere and just focusing on your breathing and thinking, you know, and being aware of your thoughts can, it's amazing the difference that makes for me in my day when I've got so many different things going on and I think there's no way I can sit for five minutes. How do I don't have time for that, but it gives me more time. That's what's amazing is taking that five to 10 minutes gives me more time throughout the day because my brain isn't as fractured. It's kind of more together. And so I guess it's like for computer people and when you, you know, you've got like files all over the computer and then you kind of consolidate it and it like <laughs> kind of brings it all together. <laughs> so computer science people go meditate yeah. it's what you <laughs> everybody should a little bit if a little if bit. not more well you know like i i always have been a little bit skeptical i think of mindfulness and meditation just because i i just didn't know much about it but some of the kind of like cultural things around that you know you wear like beads or whatever uh-huh. and it's all like, ooh, above the clouds um but i mean 
it honestly just sounds like being self-reflective. Right. Would you, like, would you a say little that's bit. Core part of it? Um, yeah. Self-reflection is an aspect of it, but it's not your goal. I mean, the, the nice thing about meditation is that there's no goal. You're just being, period. If, and and you, you try to focus on your breath, but the benefits is, are that it allows you eventually to be self-reflective. But self-reflection mm, okay. is kind of a different thing and, and another really important aspect of admissions. Yeah. I know for me when I meditate, um, it's not wee-wee at all, by the way. I mean, it, <laughs> um, but I know what you mean. There are. You know, like, it's yeah. not like everybody who does it is, is right. kind of foofy. Um, but, but there's, like, you ever see meditation in a movie and it's always kind of yes. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the benefit is just, like, allowing your mind to expand almost in a, in a weird way and have ideas. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a reason why, you know, um, so many of our, in our day, um, people who have these great big ideas are meditators, you know, and, and it's because they're giving their brains a chance. They're not just filling their brains up with phone all day long and, um, you know, television and chores and studying. They're giving their brains a chance to look inward, which then helps them create outward. Well, you know, that's, that's, my my take on the college application for anybody who's listened for a little bit is that you kind of have to form this this narrative about yourself. So what have you done in high school? Why have you done it? And to me, that type of thinking, that type of like reflection on yourself, whatever word you want to put to it, is just not something at least I did in high school. Right. I never took five minutes to ask myself, you know, why am I doing this? Or just to like sit because there's always something else to do. Exactly. Like I was a debater. There was not always another piece of evidence to to cut or to like process right um, we have our to-do students, list always yeah we're always to, yeah there's to-do yeah. list right so i think this type of you know meditation you know taking but but at the very least like taking a minute and just kind of pausing exactly. can be yeah. just so useful to finding that story for yourself and taking a minute to just think about you know yeah. what's been happening uh, yeah, totally. I mean, my, my favorite meditation teacher does something every Sunday. I can't go every Sunday, but um, I, he's online. His name's Jeff Warren, and he's great. Um, and it's just the Do Nothing Project. So he's not, you're not meditating with him. You're just sitting and doing nothing. And you've got all these people all over the world who are just sitting and doing, doing nothing, nothing and just kind of doing nothing, just sitting there. Um, and so it doesn't have to have the word meditation. It can just be sitting, you know, just be, you know. Um, and I think you're right. It's, it's essential for college admissions to take time to reflect. And, and I want to be careful about high school experiences that you said, because I think it's more experiences that are happen while you're in high school. There are lots of kids who don't get necessarily involved in high school, their experiences, because they're either homeschooled or because it's just not what they want to do. Or they can't because they have family responsibilities. Right, right. So I think it's what happens during high school and how that affected you and why. And whether it's because you had to do it because it was family responsibilities or because you chose to focus on skateboarding instead of, you know. But it's uh, still, what is it that and how did it affect you? And why did you, why did you have to do that even if it's because you were told to? Yeah. You know, and an understanding of that. No, totally. Yeah, just thinking about whatever you do. What's happening with it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I think all these things, I'm totally with you. Something about being reflective, something about taking a pause, and instead of just like writing something down, thinking first about what you're writing, who you are, those types of questions seem to me super important in college admissions, super important to kind of de-stressing yourself. Um, how do you communicate those things through the internet? Um, just a lot of writing, <laughs> a lot of talking. <laughs> and I, you know, every time a student comes on and says that, you know, they can't think of a topic or is this a good topic? And it's generally, you know, something about grandparents, something about sports, yeah. something about, um, their school project that they did mission trip, you know, and my answer is usually those are stereotypical topics that admissions officers will often kind of talk about that they've read a lot of them. However, if the topic is mostly about you and you use that as your vehicle, then that's fine. But I just ask a lot of questions. You know, what do you believe? What do you think? What do you value? 
Um, you know, what do you think about when you're going to sleep? What do you think about when you wake up? Where, you know, what makes you feel comfortable? What makes you feel uncomfortable? Just kind of a ton of questions that I just kind of spit out at them and force them to think about questions that they've never really thought about. I mean, it's amazing how many high school seniors, and I'm sure I was no different, have never really thought about like what they believe, yeah. you know? Me too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, is it on the test? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like getting students to kind of dig into the, that part of their aspect. And, and I feel like it's so, such a great time to be able to take advantage of it with kids and forcing them to acknowledge that they have thoughts and beliefs and values that might be separate from their parents or their teachers. And it's a big step, you know, whether they're doing it for applying to college or just for themselves, you know, about to be 18 and moving on in the world. You know, like I am two years out from this. I'm not applying to an undergrad college anymore, but I I just remain so fascinated by it, not just because it's obviously important, but because it, it, transformed how I think about exactly. myself, right? I, I came out of high school, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm pretty good at math. I, I like talking about politics, what I'm going to do. Just kind of like thinking about why I do these things told me, okay, maybe I'm really interested in in how, you know, politics changes people's lives. Like, my essay was about how I rode public transit to school every day and how literally without a train, I could not get to the school I go to. I went to a public school. Right. Without right, public policy, I would not go to a school. Right. Um, and, and those sort, you know, and, and you just don't think about that on, on a day-to-day basis. And so just like outside of, of, you know, consequences about where you go, not that that's not important, but but beyond that. Right. It, it helps you answer that question. What do you want to do with your life? Right. I think. Yeah. And I think those of us who stay in the college admissions world – um, do so because of that transformation that you see. Yeah. You know, I saw it with my own kids, um, and that's what really hooked me. And I saw it with my students who I would help through the process in transferring um, and just, you know, forcing you to be self-reflective in the essays. And if you do it, um, and thinking about your list and the essays and the whole, all of it kind of coming together is transformational. And I think those of us who kind of get addicted to it and, and want to stick with it, it's watching that and feeling that. And, and, you know, for me, when I get hear back from my students who I've worked with privately or the Reddit kids who are so great about, you know, telling me like, oh, admissions mom, like you totally changed everything about the way I thought about college admissions. But even more importantly, awesome. you changed the way I was thinking about myself, you know, and the way that I um, and, and my confidence in myself and my ability to understand myself and that is amazing to me when I, you know, get those. And, and sometimes they're from kids who have never written a thing on Reddit. I never talked to them on Reddit. They just wrote, read what I wrote, you know. And so um, that's kind of just really interesting to me. And I love being able to help it along if I can, <laughs> when I can. The power of Reddit. Yeah. And, and admissions, you know, I think also that time. It's the time for in kids' lives. Now, I know you have a new book about the subreddit and, and some of these thoughts about, you know, mindfulness and stress in the college admissions process. I do. I do. Thank you for mentioning it. Um, it's called Hey, Admissions Mom. Real talk from Reddit. Admissions Mom is one word, just like I use on Reddit. Um, and it's about, it, it. basically what I did is I took two years worth of Reddit posts that I'd been saving whether I was involved in them or not, where I felt like they were really great advice about pretty much every aspect of the admissions process. Because when you get on Reddit, you read what, for those of you who haven't been on Reddit, you read what is just kind of coming at the time, what's current. Right. So like, you, it's hard to go back and find great posts about essays or great posts about college visits or great posts about lists um, or interviews or demonstrating interest or all any of those. So... What I did is I took all these, I just saved them in folders and then um, sorted them out and then asked students who I felt like had made either great questions that represented what other people, you know, would be asking or who had great advice and a few other adults too, if I could use their words. Um, And so I had 70 students who who participated with me in the book. And so it's set up to kind of look like Reddit, the book is. Um, and it goes back and forth with questions and answers from students and either answers from me or other adults or other students. 
And then there's always kind of a little breakdown from me, um, just kind of giving my viewpoint. We have thir it's 37 chapters, and it just basically covers all the aspects of the admissions process. Um, my goal in doing so was to be able to organize it so that kids could just sit down and look at it in an organized way. But also, I wanted parents and I wanted admissions officers to read what the kids were saying. I wanted them to see the stress and the anxiety about the process, but also the joy and the excitement about the process. You know, it kind of is a combination of both. Throughout the book and throughout my answers on Reddit, I, I use mindfulness. I don't always use the words mindfulness, um, but I use it in most of my responses and, and, you know, reflection and thinking about yourself and um, being aware of your thoughts. But I, you know, I kind of just tie it in and, and that's throughout the book. There is a chapter just on mindfulness, um, but it's kind of throughout the book too. It's kind of interwoven in there. Um, and it's for sale now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other places where you buy books. Oh, um, yeah. And, um, if you're in Houston, I have a book launch coming up on September 14th and you're invited. <laughs> um, Do you want to give some details about how to RSVP for that launch? Um, yeah, you can just show up. It's going to be at Barnes and Noble on, uh, in Vanderbilt square and, uh, from four to six on September 14th. And I'll be putting out an invite on the subreddit for the kids on the subreddit. Um, with a link to all the information for kids who live in Houston or for kids who go to Rice or University of Houston or wherever you go to school near here. Love to have you. Um, and you don't have to buy my book to come. You can just come and see me and I'll have prizes and food. Ooh, <laughs> prizes. So, if I was in New York City, I would be there. <laughs> yeah, so I hope you come. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the book. And I'm very excited about it. And I hope that my, my goal also in, in writing this book was to kind of give all the advice that I give as a private consultant um, to my students that I share freely on Reddit, um, but to consolidate it into a book so that kids who don't have college counseling, strong college counseling or strong parental support um, and who can't afford a, a private consultant, which is most students, I understand that, will have access to pretty much everything that I say, everything that I you know, work with my students on. And I wanted that to be available. Yeah. No, that's absolutely great. Now, one thing you said in, in the first reason why you're interested in, in doing this is is so that parents and admissions officers could could read what the students were thinking and, and how high school seniors were feeling about the process. Um, how do you, th what do you think the role of the, the parent is in the college admissions process? You know, your name is admissions mom. Right. I, um, and, 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 you, yeah. and I specifically picked admissions mom for two reasons. First reason was in honor of my mom because I started this right after she died. And so, and my mom had been very helpful, um, helping with college access. She was a, a, a professor also and, oh, awesome. um, and really worked hard on college access and bringing kids into college in the small community college, junior college where she taught. Um, and so that was part of it in, in honor of her. The other part though, was to make it very clear that I'm not an expert. I've never worked on either side of the desk. What I say is mom advice, private consultant advice, <laughs> but it's not, you know, expert. I've been working at, you know, Harvard for the last 20 years advice. Um, Sorry about her. So, um, so, yeah, so that was it. So the parents' role. I think the parents have a really important role. Um, and, and it depends on the relationship with the child. And it depends on their level of interest and expertise. But I think their most important role is to be supportive. Um, and to be there as a listener for their kids. Um, and to be there as the kind of like knowledge that with the understanding from the kids about their parents that they're going to be loved no matter what and that they are more important than any college. I think that yeah. message sometimes gets lost in the college admissions process. Um, so I feel like that's a really important role. I also feel like um, for some parents, it's totally hands off and they want their kids to do everything. Um, and, if the, and if that works for the kids, that's fine. I, we do have kids on the subreddit who are, like, sad about that, that their parents don't want to be involved at all. And then we have the other extreme 
where the parents are doing the applications. Too involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the kids are having to like sneak in an essay, you know, to the admissions officers because their dad already wrote the essay and sent it in through a comment oh app. Goodness. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh. Um, so there's two extremes. And I feel like parents need, I, I feel like the role parents can make is doing some research maybe um, yeah. if they want to be involved. Um, I definitely feel like parents need to be very open about financial situation and talking to their For kids sure. about it so that kids don't waste time looking at colleges that there's no way they can afford to go to. And it's the, so heartbreaking when someone gets into yes. their dream school and then yes. money doesn't work out. It's like, oh, it is so heartbreaking. Oh and I think, and for parents to be upfront and honest about that, they have to do research on their own because they can't just say, oh, we don't have any money. You can't go to college because there's a lot of financial aid out there. So they really need to look into it. And they can't just say, oh, we make plenty of money. You can go wherever you want because college is really expensive and most people Very don't understand expensive. that. And so you really just need to go on and do the net price calculator and find out on the colleges, you know, what your expected financial contribution. I just had a, I just had a parent kind of do that with my private student and had to totally redo the list. Um, so, and let me just say, parents, please go to the net price calculator on the college admissions website. Don't use College Board. It's a different number. So that's what this parent had done. Um, yeah, okay. so, you know, and then we just had to, redo the list. No big deal. We've got plenty of time, but you know, um, so that's how I feel like parents can be the best is just, you know, being supportive for the kids, encouraging the kids to take breaks, you know, mm. from the college admissions process and also having, um, no college talk zones or times I feel like is really important. So in, in my house, we had the kitchen table was a no college talk zone. That was tricky because I was, even then, somewhat obsessed with college admissions and had, was doing tons <laughs> of research um, just on my own and background and learning all this stuff, and I would, like, not be able to talk about it. Um, but it, I think it was best that my kids knew that they weren't going to be, you know, hit with a barrage of questions at dinner. Now, there might be some kids that want that, and maybe the car is a better place, or maybe it's just Sunday afternoons it's off. But I think there needs to be a set time where either you only talk about college admissions Sunday afternoons from two to five, or you can't talk about it college admissions. That, that's going to have to work within your family. Um, and kids, I do think you should bring that up to your parents. Otherwise you will be talking about college admissions all day long, every day, time. and you're going to get really tired of it. Take it from me. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. It happened in my house too. That's why we started the dining room table, <laughs> kitchen table. Yeah. That, that's a really good piece of advice. That's a, that's a very good idea. Um, I don't know, to, to me, I would rather, uh, have parents be lean default to, towards being more hands-off than more hands-on. Now, you know, I mean, exceptions, exceptions, right? If you have a kid who just like doesn't do anything and it's, you know, December 1st and no essays have been written, well then, <laughs> you know, I think then feel free to jump in and poke them a little bit. Right. Um, but, but that process of self-discovery that we were talking about earlier, thinking about what happened for four or, or 18 years of your life, I, you, you have to at some point do that by yourself. Like, like even as, as private consultants, like we can ask questions, we can probe, we can push, but we can't tell because that kind of defeats the entire purpose of self-discovery. Right, right. And I, as a consultant, I use myself as, I call it the helicopter landing pad, so I tell parents, like, all that stress you're feeling, bring it to me. Don't put it on your kid. Not if you want to, yeah. I mean, and so I have moms who send me long emails, um, you know, and that's okay. You know, I'd much rather it be coming to me and the questions to yeah. me and the stress to me and what about this and what about that and bring it all to me, you know, like, let your kid do their thing. That's really important that they not feel your stress, even though they're going to a little bit, but you know, let them do exactly what you said. They have to go on this journey of self-exploration and, and understanding themselves. And it's hard to do if they're feeling so much pressure about it from outside, not only inside. Totally. So I think you're right very much so about that. I, I, think, I think there is a role for some parents. I think it just depends on the family um, and, um, and, and how they do that role and, and how supportive they are and can show it with uh, within the realms of not overstepping their boundaries, the essays for sure have to be done by the kids. Self written. Yeah, that's just kids, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's not even like a question. You can read it. You can do grammar checks, but 
No. <laughs> right. And I was a writing teacher and I still was like totally hands off with my kids with their essays. You know? Sure. I mean, th- I think the reason why I-, I bring this up and why my bias is towards staying away a little bit is because I'm Asian. I know a lot of kids who had your stereotypical tiger mom, tiger dad, tiger parents who said, you have to go to an Ivy League school, you Chicago, all right. You know, like that, <laughs> that type of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that type of parent. Um, and, and, and I work with students who, you know, have parents that lean toward that direction. Mm-hmm. And it's always so difficult because, you know, obviously these parents, you know, like not all parents, but but most parents and definitely the parents I know and deal with, they obviously love their kids. Mm-hmm. But the parent is not going to college. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's me. It's 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 the kid. Um, and so, you know, like I, I sometimes have a tricky time kind of explaining that to them. So so, you know, like, I'm sure many of the people have similar experiences. What advice would you give to them for how to handle that if there's a lot of pressures to go to you know a certain type of school so and then that comes up all the time on the subreddit parent kids come on just so frustrated with their parents um and i mean there's a difference between neglect and abuse and i always want to take that to a difference and and just parents who are overly involved culturally and it's not just asian parents i mean it's all kinds of parents Yeah, yeah um and you know so let's Set aside neglect and abuse because that's a different issue. Um, What I tell kids in general with most of the stories is that you need to learn to understand your parents in a way that, like, so let's look at what's happening in the parents' lives right now. They're about to lose control over you, basically. Um, And that's really, really scary. And it might also mean a a drastic change in their lives, especially if they're going to be moving from taking care of a kid to empty nesting. Uh, And so they're, they're, for the most part, I think most parents are looking at this process from a place of love and wanting what they truly feel is best for their child and a place of fear of wanting, of messing up, of their child messing up and of what's going to happen in their own lives. Um, because we do have, as parents, a lot invested in who we are based on our children. Um, and so an understanding of this is where your parents are coming from now and respecting that, respecting that that's where your parents are coming from. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them and it doesn't mean you have to do what they say. It just means that you're respectful and you understand where they're coming from And you still have, and that's why it's so important to do this process of figuring out who you are, because once you figure that out, you you just hold on to that and you stick with who you are. Let your parents be who they are and respect them and love them if you want to um, and be kind to them and understanding, but you don't have to fight with them about it and you don't have to um, make it into an argument all the time. Just hold on to that. Now, with the, the, the question of the... Highly selective colleges, and they think that's the only list. My way of having kids deal with that is by putting together a slideshow, a PowerPoint or presentation, <laughs> literally, with the stats. Like, this is how many kids apply to this college. This is how many get in. This is how many valedictorians there are in the country. This is how many salutatorians there are. This is how many kids have won these national awards. This is how many kids have, you know. I mean, if you look at the statistics, it really opens your eyes into the odds. So I think if a parent, and I think parents can understand that, but they've got to see it. Like, and the kid, take the time to do the research to show your parents, hey, I have a presentation. Would you like to see it? It's about college. Also, I think it helps parents to know that you're serious about this. You're not just ignoring what they're saying. You're not just being rebellious. You are thinking about it. You're doing the research. And if there are colleges that you feel like are a better fit for you that aren't necessarily the ones your parents do, do the research. Show them the job outcomes. Show them the graduation outcomes. Show them the statistics. Show them the professors. You know, put it all together so that they can see it and so they know that you're not just ignoring them. You know, that you are taking this seriously and that you are, you know, listening to them and trying to do what they're, you know, asking you to do, but it's just a little bit different. Yeah. I... I remember having a conversation with a parent who said that 
you know, like she had never been to an Ivy League, like never visited an Ivy League school, never knew anybody who went to an Ivy League school, but thought, you know, it's like the top rank, so she's going to be challenged, and the the, the person's going to be challenged. And, you know, like it's it's a thought process that you know seems not unreasonable, but as someone who went to, who goes to you know like Columbia. It's like not all that it's cracked up to be. It's still like a college campus. Yeah. You still have things about college in it. And there's still going to be problems with your experiences at all these schools. So I, I, I tend to think that a lot of people who think that way tend to over-idealize things and also not take into account people's actual preferences. You know, and and also... Me, me going into this process didn't think about any of the other... Like my parents just thought about academics versus... Yeah. Would you like living there? And I think that's something that like your stereotypical tiger parent would mm-hmm. do too. Well, also I think that the understanding that there are so many colleges where really, really bright kids can go be challenged. It's mm-hmm. not just in Ivy League schools or Stanford or MIT or U Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of schools that are very challenging um, in all sorts of ways. So I think that that would definitely be a good way to talk about it. And also I think this is a good time for parents themselves to sit back and do a little thinking, you know, yeah. about their life changes and, and, you know, is, is what they want for their child for their child or is it what they want for themselves and, mm. you know, what they see for themselves. And, and, you know, I'm a parent, I've been there. I know that often it's what you want for yourself. Um, and so thinking about how to, you know, like what, what are you going to do with your life now? That once you're, maybe it's your first child to leave, but still, you know, it's the beginning, you know, and so kind of stepping forward with that. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. Now, I mean, one thing that we were talking a little bit about just then was, was figuring out what schools, you know, are good, good for people because the, to me, the tiger parent is just like, go to these Ivy league schools. Who knows if, if the Ivy league schools and the culture around them is is good for your kid or, or, or for for the high school senior so i know you have a new app that tries to solve this problem i do i do and actually um it's called college Vizzy, and it's Vizzy is spelled v-i-z-z-y um, and it's on the app store right now hopefully we'll be on google play soon um and college Vizzy is has two jobs basically the first job is to help the students who are going to visit colleges have a deeper, build a deeper understanding of their college visit when they're there. Um, I'm all for going on the tour, um, the college tour and the information session. I feel like those are super important. But I also feel like it's really important to get out on campus and just get a little bit lost um, and explore. And so Vizzy kind of leads you on that lost tour um, to go visit the gym and to sit on a bench and just reflect and think about it. And then encourages you to write down your thoughts and take some pictures, which will then be a journal for you in a, of a sorts that you will have on that web on the app to keep and reflect and go back as you look at your colleges um, so that you can have a more meaningful college visit, but also it will put your visits out there and your reflections and your experiences out there available for kids who can't visit colleges. Um, So they can read and learn from your experiences and what it felt like to you to sit on a college bench at UC Chicago or (laughs) um, Vanderbilt or Ohio State and what you're hearing and what um, what the vibe is. Or when you count up how many kids are wearing spirit t-shirts from that college, you know, with the name on it, um, then they can kind of start to kind of gain an idea of what it feels like to visit because there are lots and lots of kids who can't visit colleges um, all over the world, all over the U.S., whether the college is across the country or whether it's just five hours away and they can't take a bus to get there and their parents don't have a car. So this way you're helping others at the same time you're helping yourself having a more meaningful visit. So that's College Busy in a nutshell. I, I remember going on college tours and just not being able to distinguish between different schools. Right. Um, and it sounds like some of the questions that, that the app is going to ask you can help you think through, you know, what what is this school? Exactly. Exactly. So we encourage you to sit on a bench and think, I mean, and listen and then reflect. We encourage you to talk to students. Um, we encourage you to check out the dining hall and the gym and the library 
and we encourage you to see if you can possibly find a professor. Um, we encourage you to go to the school store because for me that's really fun, so I put that. Um, we encourage you to um, just kind of like in general just reflect on your thoughts about different aspects. We encourage you to look at the outside neighborhood. Think about what you want to do at night, you know, when you're off. And so all sorts of questions that will then help you determine and remember as you're reflecting back or learn about as you're going through it or as you're reading someone else's thoughts and reflections. One thing that I sometimes feel nervous about when when thinking about college chores, when when I did college chores, is that when I went to really big schools and and kind of got a vibe from from the tour, I I also had to think about how it was such a big school and how the vibe I was probably getting could be the result of you know just that day and just that situation and, and just that tour group. So so how do you how do you help think through that type of question? Whether it's actually the culture of a school versus something that's just at a school because a school is so big. Um. Well, I think you mean just like an individual day, like did you just happen to hit it on the wrong day or um, happen to have the tour guide of that day? Well, that's why I think you need to go beyond the tour guide, beyond the, the visit, the official visit and do like the getting lost visit to really get a feel for it. Now, one thing that I think will help with this app is let's say you go have a visit and it's a rainy day and you've had your visit, you can reflect about it. But like you'll also hopefully be able to go back and read through other people who've had visits and maybe it was kind of different um, because they had a nice sunny day or, you know, they had a different tour guide. And so if there's enough kids on there participating, then you'll be able to get like a a feel for how it is in general, not just your particular visit. Um, That's kind of my goal is to like get the the general feel. Um, As far as is like, just the, the big school and that particular vibe I got that day. I think in big schools, you're going to be able to get most vibes. It's a matter if you if you want that big school vibe, personally. You know, if you want to have a ton of kids crowded around you. I mean, I went to Berkeley. When I went to visit Berkeley, like, it's like walking in New York City when you're walking on campus. There are so many oh, really? people around you. Yeah, it's really crowded. <laughs> and some people like that. You know, they want that vibe. And that's like a really great vibe. That's an energy that you can kind of feed off. But other people that's too much for them and they want something a little more tranquil and and some space. So again, it's just a matter of an understanding of what it feels like when you're there, reflecting on it, saving it for yourself and then being able to share it with others who can then read it and reflect on it. Do you have thoughts on how you can, you know, when you go in and do that reflection, have it really truly reflect what just happened versus biases you might have. So, you know, the, the school I'm thinking about is, is Dartmouth because their unofficial mascot is, is, is a keg. Okay. Um, and, and they're, you know, certain things that... <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so the stereotype that I have of Dartmouth is that it's very, very fratty. Um, I go to visit Dartmouth. What do I do to actually confirm that versus just say, you know, like if I come out of that tour thinking Dartmouth is fratty, is it really because it's fratty or is it because I came in knowing, just knowing thinking that, that it was? Exactly, um, yeah. So I think that that's going to be the taking the time to explore, mm-hmm. taking the time to talk to some students, taking the time to sit and listen to conversations, taking the time to go out at night if you can and just see what you see. Um, also, I think with a school like Dartmouth that does have that reputation, Vanderbilt's another one, um, you know, I think reaching out to professors, and that's probably not going to be mm-hmm. part of the college tour, but to see like... If, if the academics are going to fit the way you want. Now, I was thinking about Dartmouth when you were talking about parents just wanting their kids to go to an Ivy League and the vast difference oh. between Dartmouth and Columbia. Like, those are really not right, for definitely. the same kid, you know? For I mean, sure. they're very different schools. Not necessarily because Dartmouth's fratty, but more Dartmouth is more outdoorsy also. And, you know, for kids sure. who want to ski and go hiking and, you know, have that be part of their college experience. So they're very different experiences. I, I think for Dartmouth, I, I have... Um, two of the people I was helping last year are going to Dartmouth and they actually have a program where all the freshmen are, I might not be getting the details of this right, but all the freshmen are required to go with an upper class mentor, uh, no phones, no technology, and just go in the wilderness oh, for, wow. for a couple of days. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, and so many schools have all these like cool things about them and it's just impossible to kind of gather it all and accumulate. And, and I'm hoping Vizzy will be able to do that. Bring about some of like the little quirky things about the school or the interesting things that you might not know about unless you just go read every website <laughs> so or talk to kids on every campus. So I'm hoping that Vizzy will kind of allow that those parts of the trip to kind of the visit be accumulated also. You can also sort it by personality type. So you can find kids who are kind of interested in the same things you are personality-wise and then see where they wanted to go to school and where they visited and then read those. Or you can look at somebody's um, visit and if like, and if they really disagreed with you, you can look at their personality and go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense that like it wouldn't have been so appealing to them to be in the middle of New York City, you know. Um, so there's kind of, you can also sort it by months to read what it's going to be like to be at Harvard in February. <laughs> Which is different than Harvard during yeah, the summer. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping it'll allow kids to be able to differentiate a little bit more. You know, one, one thing that I, I think is important when thinking about the college list is thinking about what you want, right? So, so maybe if, if you really like the city, you're going to apply to schools in the city and then aren't just you know, schools that aren't adjacent to a city, but maybe a school in a city. I think those types of, or, or, and also how the students engage with the city. Are they going out into the city or are they just kind of staying in their campus bubble? I think those are really important things. And it sounds like. Oh, I do too. A hundred percent. I mean, that's one of the things I do on this subreddit every summer is I have the kids create a college. So instead of saying, I want to go to this college, I'm going to make myself fit into this college. You think about, the co- what, how do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What, are you, what is out, right outside the campus? Is the campus in a city or is it, out, you know, is it its own enclosed campus? What are you doing on a Wednesday night? What are you doing on a Saturday afternoon when you have free time? And it's amazing. The kids will write these long, long explanations and descriptions of what they want. And they very clearly have an idea of what they want. But sometimes then you'll see their list and it's totally different doesn't reflect it at all. Right. And so this helps them figure it out. And then I'll give them, you know, I'll suggest colleges and they're like, oh my God, like I never even heard of that school, but it's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking of. So it's like, I think that's a really great exercise for everybody who's thinking about applying to college is like, describe what you want. Forget about the name of the college. Forget about the prestige. Just describe what you see yourself doing and where you are. And then think about finding with that. Now, how do you, how do you advise people to, to think about you know, finding schools they want. So if you want a city school, applying to city schools, and also thinking about pushing your boundaries. Because for me, I don't know, like this, I, I lived it, I'm, I'm, I live in this, I'm in the suburbs of Dallas right now, back home, the safe move would, would have been to apply to a suburban school, because that's what I'm, I'm used to. So how do you how do you think through, you know, getting what you want, but also pushing yourself a bit more? You know, I think that's a really interesting Point, and it's something I think about a lot. I, I tend, I try to bring in to the, the thought process and the discussion, thinking about how you might change, you know, knowing mm-hmm. with the knowledge that you're going to grow and change um, and how that might affect you. It's hard to know, obviously, um, how you're going to grow and change. And, and really without visiting the colleges themselves to, to know, it's really hard to know, which is why I've created College Fizzy. But um, I think it's an understanding of, yeah, why didn't you just do the easy route and go to UT Austin or A&M, yeah. you know? Um, Texas school, in Great state, school, great education. You know, what made you decide to push yourself a little bit further and get out of your comfort zone? And I, because you don't want kids to have the fit, just be what's comfortable. That's not, exactly. that's not necessarily going to help your growth as a person. So now going to college is going to be a little bit uncomfortable no matter where you go. So, I mean, right. there is that, but. I think that also it's um, kind of knowing that you can move forward. I, I deal with this a lot with kids who are first-generation college students, too, who, mm. um, you know, whose parents didn't go to college, so they don't really have a great grasp of anything beyond, you know, what's immediately in their area or what their cousins did. And so the knowledge that, like, oh, wow, I can look outside state, you know, I can go, you know, to a private, to a private college. Yeah, it's available to me. That They don't know that. They're not aware of that. And so that's when I can't just say to them, okay, you know, like, and they want a big 
I went to, I went to big college, you know, an hour away from me. I'm like, well, okay, let's, let's now sometimes that's necessary. You know, sometimes you might need to be close to home for family reasons, but other times I think it's just eye opening to know that the world is out there for you and to push yourself. And that's okay. I think that's a really good question. What do you say to students who, so, so I'm, I'm, you know, I've dealt with people like met people who say like, I only want to stay in state. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of probe further, like why? Because because to me, like there's something about moving away from home that's super special. As someone who has has done that, I think my college experience is much different. Going to a school four hours away by plane rather than a school forty minutes away by driving, right? So so how 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 do you help people push themselves? You to, know, to find I think it's it's different schools. I'm a big believer in going far away for college. None of my kids even applied to college in Texas. They only applied to out-of-state colleges. Oh, not even UT? No. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, they only applied to out-of-state colleges. However, I think that for some kids, going to school in state is the right option. Um, You know, and so it is a... Some kids aren't developmentally ready to move. Not everybody has that sense of adventure to move. Um, And so I think you just have to kind of be aware of different personalities and interests. I ask a lot of questions. I mean, and that's what I do. If it's, if it's, I want to go to AM because everybody in my family has gone to AM and I don't want to break that chain. Okay. Maybe that's, you know, and if that's really important to you, I'm going to go with that. If it's just because it is, and you haven't thought about anywhere else, I would encourage you to think about other schools. Um, I get a lot of students, my Texas kids will frequently want to stay in state and I'll put other schools on their list. Um, and they'll have them go research it because I at least want them examining the thought of going out of state. Having the options. Having the option. And, you know, in the end, they'll frequently stay in state. And I think that's okay, but at least they've thought about it. At least they've imagined themselves out of state and on a different, you know, in a different campus. And sometimes they go out of state. It just, I mean, you know, I have a lot of Rice kids. I mean, a lot of Houston kids who want to stay at Rice and that's great. It's an amazing school. So it's, Everybody has a different approach, you know, and a different thought about it. I just want them experiencing in their heads a different, a, a, another way to look at it. Well, you know, I think that's the role of, of parents, of counselors, of consultants, of just like anybody outside the student is to kind of like probe a little bit and push a little bit. But then if they make a decision, you know, that's, that's the decision. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you, any of your uh, clients stay in Texas or do they all yeah. want to? Yeah. A couple of them just like really want to go to UT and it's like, okay, cool. And and we've had the conversation about, you know, like moving out of state's awesome and, you know, they want to stay in the state. So they want to stay in the state. Right. And I think for a lot of people, it is a financial consideration when you're in that middle ground and you don't get a lot of financial aid, you yeah, know, sure. often, often in the state school, when you, especially when you have an amazing one like UT, like we do, or in A&M, um, it really just makes financially the most sense. Of course. And then, you know, like, some parents all have also bought, I think like there's like a Texas college bond or something oh, yeah. very early on that, that if you, you know, go out of state, that just like disappears. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that would not be great if you right. <laughs> went to school out of state. Yeah. Right. And developmentally, you know, I think for a lot of kids, it's, they need, it's the, the need to be close to home versus the need to push themselves isn't there yet, you know, graduate, graduate school or later. Later on, you can have, have the adventure go go way way away from home but i like going out of state <laughs> so that um, yeah awesome um well i think that's that's about it we we talked about the subreddit a little bit you, your new book go buy it yeah um, college visi yeah go to the app store and go download it thank you v-i-z-z-y for visi <laughs> yes um if there's one piece of advice that you think is not said enough about college admissions, what would it be? I have so many, but um, I, the one I think that's kind of overarching is to focus on getting inward versus getting in. Um, if you focus on getting inward, means to turn to really reflecting on just everything we've said, reflecting on your college list when you're on a college visit, reflecting on what's happening around you and what's happened, how you're interpreting that internally, and then for your essays, definitely. You have to focus on the inner you, like really opening up and allowing yourself to learn about yourself and become the expert on who you are so that you can then share that. And so once you've done that, focus on getting inward. 
then it's going to help you with the next stage of the getting in. Um, but when your attention is just on getting in and doing the steps to getting in, that's when your application is somewhat shallow and it's not relatable and not connectable. So you really have to kind of dig in deep to yourself. So that's my one big piece of advice. Absolutely. Self-reflection, self-reflection, self-reflection. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on on the podcast. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Now, um, tell so so. Let's get all the links together in one place. Okay. Um, if if people want to stay in touch with you, where can where can they find you? Um, so people can find me on my website, which is www.admissionsmom.college, and you can just reach out to me straight from there. Um, you can find me on the subreddit, are applying to college, and I'm you slash admissions mom, and you can find me there. I'm there most days, at, at least for an hour or two, answering questions. Um, or And you can DM me, I'm okay with that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at admissions mom. You can find me on Twitter at admissions mom underscore. I think that's all of them. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I look forward, I love talking to kids and I love talking to parents too, if there are parents out there listening. Awesome. Well, that was it for this week's episode of the Admissions Uncovered podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Now, you know, College Rizzy is on the App Store. So pull out your iPhones, go to the App Store, type in College Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y, download it. And, and while you're waiting for it to download, you can go to your podcast app scroll down and when you see five stars you can give us five stars well you can give us any number of stars <laughs> that you want but i would i would prefer five stars five obviously. stars for sure <laughs> <laughs> um and if you write a review i would love to read it on a podcast so head over to the app store download the app uh, and then head over to your itunes podcast store your your podcast app scroll down and, and leave us a rating and a review because that really does help uh help new people find this show, which I always enjoy. Um, Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening and I will see all of you next week.